Check, check. Check, check. Can you hear yourself good? You good? I can, yeah. Okay. I'm really sexy. I'm sure you've done, sure done a lot of podcasts. You have a yes, good voice. I sound sexy. You have a good voice for radio, yeah, too. Yeah, I have a good face, too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, all right. So welcome to the One Life, One Chance podcast. I have a very special guest today. Today is the first time actually meeting somebody for the first time and having my podcast. I did 80 episodes so far. And this is the first one I actually meeting first time and having in the podcast. And this is my third actor. I had Rappaport, of course, and Ethan Supley. And today, welcome to the podcast, Mr. Frank Grillo. Oh, thank you, brother. I am honored that I'm the first of something. Yeah, you are. <laughs> I'm, never, I'm never that. Thank you, Chris Uvain, for this too. I appreciate yes, it. the great Chris Uvain. Um, So there's so many things I want to talk to you about. And um, my family is obsessed with Kingdom right now. We'll get, we'll get to that later, but we're like... My son's not finished with the set yet. We have a couple of episodes left. I'm not going to tell him the ending shit. Um, but I want to take it back to New York because that's where you're from, correct? Yeah, 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 yeah. Bronx, the Bronx, New York. And so uh, how was it growing up in the Bronx? Well, I, I, it, was, uh, it was scary because my mother made me believe it was scary outside. <laughs> and, you know, I left the Bronx when I was like 13 or 14. So uh, it was a big deal to leave the Bronx to go to the suburbs mm. in Rockland County. Obviously, and, New York, right? Yeah, 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 which my parents couldn't afford, but their their brothers and sisters moved there, so we found a house somehow and finagled a mortgage and moved to Rockland County from the Bronx, and that that's when you arrived. Yeah, and how old were you then? It's like fourteen. So how was it? Was that a culture shock going from the Bronx to there kind of or not? Yeah. I mean, this, you know, this, the, the good thing was where I moved to in Nyack and Nanuet, uh, most families were from the Bronx or Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. So it was a community, uh, you know, of people that you kind of knew or, yeah. or felt familiar around mm -hmm. and, and everybody sounded like, are you doing? They still talk like this, yeah, yeah. even though they live 45 <laughs> miles away. Yeah. yeah. Um, how was school for you? I was good. I was a good student, athlete. You know, it was, uh, it was actually a fun, aside from my parents being um, uh, slightly dysfunctional, <laughs> it was a fun upbringing. I was, I was wild. I was free. I, you know, I, I never went home after school and it was a, kind of a cool way to grow up. I'm, like, I wish my kids were like that. Yeah. Yeah. Your parents are pretty open-minded about you. Just uh, they just worked. I mean, you know, they, they had me when they were 17 years old. So, oh, wow. Yeah, they, they were they were really stupid and uh, they <laughs> needed to work for a living. And I was a latchkey kid. Okay. You know, I ate Franks and beans every single night. When I came home, there was Franks and beans on the... <laughs> I was like a cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> you have brothers and sisters? I have a younger brother and a younger sister. And so... Uh you played sports and stuff? I played everything, lacrosse, football. I wrestled my whole life and then got into boxing when I was like 16 on and off. And But always played sports, always out of the house. Yeah. And how were your grades? Like they were good. I mean, you know, I was, I was a good student. I was fairly intelligent. I went to college. <laughs> and uh, I think I still owe them money, by the way. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, but I was good. <laughs> I was a good, like I went to a school where all of my friends that were athletes were intelligent. They went to great, they went to, a lot of them went to Ivy League colleges. Yeah. And uh, so I kind of emulated them and their parents. And their, gotcha. I made believe my parents cared. <laughs> I sure they did. And they really couldn't because they had to keep food on the table, you know? So it yeah, was yeah. But I kind of imagined that I had a really big family and they really wanted me to go to college. And yeah. one day I'd get married in a church, you know, I kind of, <laughs> it, was all, it was all my imagination. What, what was your, so you started boxing while you're in school? I started boxing when I was 16 at the uh, local YMCA. No, okay. yes, no, it was, what was it, Chris, when you went in the Catholic church did- uh, 
No, it was no. the Catholic Church had like a thing. Oh, really? Yes. Like we played basketball, CCR, something like that. So I boxed and I played basketball, which basketball I wasn't a fan of, but I loved boxing. And I went in and out of it until I was about 19. And so what were your goals in high school? Like, what did you want to do when you get out? Live. Just live. <laughs> just wanted to live. You know, I didn't have, you know, all my friends, like, it was weird because my friends, I felt like they knew what they wanted to do with their life. Like, they were going to be, you know, when you're 19 and you know you want to be a chemical engineer, I'm like, that's great. Yeah. How the fuck? Oh, can I curse on yeah, this? Yeah, of course. I'm like, how the fuck? First of all, what is a chemical engineer? I don't, fuck I don't know. Man. And how do you, at 19, where I barely know where my dick is, Facts. that you know you want to be a chemical engineer? That's true. I, I don't, you know, and most of those people are miserable, by the way. Yeah, for sure. So I didn't know what I wanted to be. I was just going to go to school. I don't know, you know. Yeah. So you were you working jobs and stuff? At like, like part-time? Yeah, like when you get out of school, did you, did you go right to college? You had like a- uh, Yeah, I went right to college. And I, I worked, I always worked. Always, always worked. Yeah. Sold drugs. I mean, it was, yeah. And that's, was, but nice. back in the day, it was, <laughs> it wasn't bad. It was speed. It wasn't, it wasn't really that bad. That, you know, back then everything, wasn't everything better? It, I think so, yeah. Yeah. Fuck. I didn't really sell drugs. I'm joking, but I did everything <laughs> from hot tar roofing to landscaping to delivering bread to restaurants mm-hmm. in Manhattan at one thirty in the morning. I did all kinds of shit. Yeah. yeah. And so were you, getting, were you into acting too? Because were you doing plays or something? I did. Cool? You know, it was embarrassing. Like it was, it was like the bastard child. You, you didn't, you didn't talk about it. Like okay. I, I loved it. A couple of my friends did it from school, but you didn't, guys like us didn't talk about it, you okay. know? And if you did, it'd be like, yeah. who do you think you are? Like, who's going to ever watch you? Mm. You know, I'm like, I agree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Still say that. <laughs> yeah. I, I think you, I think you act like that too, Max, when you're taking like, Acting or drama? We taking something last year. You kind of weird about talking yeah, about. You're gonna be in a play. You kind of you kind of downplaying the play shit, right? A yeah, little bit. I, yeah. I was like, I don't know who wants to like watch this, like. <laughs> right, because you can't imagine, especially when you're young, you're 17. Yeah. You can't imagine that what you're gonna do, like your friends are gonna be interested in, or even think you can do it. Like, yeah. I, I want to know when did you decide for the first time to be an actor? Yeah, like what. Well, I was like, I was here in LA. I was, no, I was in New York. I was not in LA. I w- it was 20 years old. And I went to, I'll tell you his name. He's, he's long since passed away. Oh man. Uh, Gene Frankel. I went to the Gene <laughs> Frankel theater down in, so in uh, NoHo. And he was a little <laughs> old guy. And we sat down and we talked for a while. I told him I never did this, but it's this thing inside me I want to do and I feel like I, I could be okay at it. <laughs> and and he all of a sudden became my therapist. Wow. And I started to, I mean, he got me like emotional about mm-hmm. my parents and this, that, and the third. He goes, I want you to come back next week. And wow. I went there for a year before I even got up on stage. Okay. And I went for a year Stepping and just you. sat there and I would watch and listen and uh, I wouldn't say a word. And then finally he gave me a play to do. Holy shit. Yeah. And that's, and I, and when I did it, I, 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 and I played sports my whole life and I was pretty good at some of them. Yeah. So I, I understood when people paid attention to you Mm -hmm. because you were good at something. Yeah. And I remember feeling like after doing it, like, I think I could be good at this. Yeah. You know? And I think I'd be lying to you if I said part of the allure was that somebody would pay attention to me if Mm -hmm. I was good at this. Yeah. Right. Cause yeah. I grew up with parents that were dysfunctional and not to get all, you know, no, for sure. Yeah. And to, but, and, and so that was part of the, why I wanted to do it. Yeah. Yeah. So was, it wasn't like a movie or an actor that inspired you to do it? it was, no, 
Wow. It wasn't. It was something awesome. I, I wanted to do. I mean, I thought it was the cool. I, I, you know, I love Burt Reynolds growing up. I, okay. I still love Burt Reynolds. I think he's probably, to me, one of the coolest cats that's ever been on the screen. That's awesome. How uh, many people mention him ever? That's I love cool. him. And he yeah. is underrated because he was a I was, great, I think he was one of the great actors. Yeah. And a great movie star. Yeah. Yeah. People used to say his name. That's cool. I know. It's like the underdog and shit. Yep. Um, so, you, so then you're out of school and you're doing the acting stuff and you're boxing and you're working and you're going to college. As and well. I'm done with college. I'm, 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 I've moved to LA. I'm like, and like what everyone does, I'm in a couple of acting classes. I did a couple of plays in LA, which is silly. Yeah. Um, and uh, I have an agent I get, somebody approaches me. First of all, I, before that, yeah. when I was like 20, I get approached by this commercial agent on the street. I sign up with this commercial agent and I go on to do like 60 national commercials. Wow. So I made a fortune. Like I, I never oh, really had to work. Like I never, I never bust or, or waited on a table or yeah, anything. Yeah, I, yeah. I would, I would do commercials. Wow. And then in between that, I was a personal trainer back in 1990, right? Sick. Only with gay men. I only trained gay men. And wow. they were the most, that's when I, that's when I kind of got introduced to uh, the gay community. Yep. And I got to understand what they were about. Yeah. And I loved them because awesome. they were so authentic. Yeah. They were consistent, committed, and they all had money and they worked hard. Yeah. And I fell in love with them and they Fucking became awesome. my friends here in LA. They really did. Like I would go to their, hang out with them at their houses. And so that was my jam. And I made a fortune doing that. Fucking awesome. And so How old were you then? I was like 22. Okay. Um, and then I got an agent and I went on one, two auditions. Uh -huh. The first one was for a show called Friends. <laughs> Pro. And wow. And I got right to the studio and it was me and some guy named Matt LeBlanc. I don't need to tell you the rest of the story. <laughs> That's crazy, man. Then the next audition I went on because I, I, I really wanted to act. And yeah. I wasn't one of those guys thinking how to plan my career. Like I'm going to do just movies and I'm going to be, because again, you I still am the 17 year old kid. I'm like, who's really ever going to pay attention to me? Mm -hmm. Anything that comes my way, I just want to act. I want to, you know. Yeah. Then the next audition, they fly me back to New York to read with like 30 guys for this show called Guiding Light. It's soap opera. Yeah, Guiding Light. And I'm the last guy. Yeah. It's like 12 o'clock midnight. I've waited all day and I'm like, this was the worst idea I've ever had in my life. <laughs> and I'm exhausted and I don't give a shit. And I'm like, it's a fucking soap opera, you loser. It's a big soap opera, Max, back then. So I go and I do the audition. And before I'm leaving, the executive producer goes, why don't you let me give you a ride back to your hotel? I'm like, well, that's weird, but okay. Yeah. I get in a long, back in the day, they had stretch limos <laughs> and there's like six other people. And they said, we think we want you to do this. Wow. And that was my first kind of professionally, professional acting gig. Yeah. That was a consistent, regular. And that was a legit show back then. That was yeah, a, I mean, I was, was on a soap deal. opera and I became like my, which was my wife. I, I married the woman that was my love interest on the show. Holy shit. And, okay. and, uh, we became the couple. We became like, it became, wow. Yeah, it was fun. It was great. It was, listen, to me, an actor <laughs> acts, right? And yes. whenever you get a chance to act, I don't care what it is. Yeah. You do it, man. Yeah. I, that's my attitude. You know, uh, I'm, yeah, I'm, a util, I'm, a, I'm a utility player. I mean, use me wherever. 
and and I can find a way, to, I think, to make it work. Yeah. You know what I mean? I wish I was a guy like Daniel Day-Lewis who could take two years for each role and make six movies in his whole career. Yeah, that would be sick. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not him. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> was the, was the Marvel King after that? Oh, Marvel was... I, and this is when Chris and I were... It was really just Chris and I and a couple of other of your clients. It was early on and I had done warrior and the gray and yeah. I was doing home front. I was in new Orleans and I had to fly up and do a screen test okay. with three other guys. And, uh, it was, a, it was a big deal. And it was another yeah. time when I, I, I screen tested last and, wow. and all the guys I screen tested with, you know them. I mean, they're, and, uh, again, I walked out and Joe Russo came out and he goes, it was, it was the best thing that had happened to my career up until that moment. Right. Wow. Sure. Right. And we were told right away that you had gotten it. Right. And that never That's happens. Awesome. Right. You're usually waiting whatever their five-day period. And we got, I think we got called next day it was quick yeah it's quick <laughs> yeah yeah i almost blew the job like six times by telling people <laughs> you're not allowed i six because i always i get nervous and they yeah. would ask me I'm like yeah i was there and they're, and they're what wait you can't no tell him to shut up or mm-hmm. i almost got replaced about 60 times <laughs> but you know what so did don Cheadle and mark ruffalo they all get in trouble because it's it's human nature and you're yeah. they, you get you get tricked a lot of times okay. into saying things now it's even listen my crap characters in the movie for 12 minutes you know in the sec but i'll go and do press junkets for things and people will ask me questions about crossbones and i'm like i don't know maybe i'll come back the next day it's all over all of the comic mm-hmm. like website like frank grillo wants to come back and it's i'm like wait what yeah 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 it's it's ridiculous yeah. i mean if would i come back if they asked me if the thing was cool of course i would it's marvel i mean yeah totally, that's amazing. you know they changed my life by the way for it changes your life as an actor. I don't care how big or small the role is. And being the Marvel thing, you mean? And people, yeah. people liked Crossbones, and they wanted to see more of Crossbones. I have five toys in my office. He has his t- tattoos, five toys. I mean, yeah, he's got. Look, you have tattoos of it. Look, look, are you kidding? Oh shit! Yeah, and he's got oh, other tattoos. Look at the other tattoo, the Purge. I purge. Oh fuck! <laughs> purge gets the Purge. Yeah. So I mean, we all, all the Purge. We have to be buried <laughs> together. <That's> <laughs> <laughs> um, yo, the fucking great was such a great movie, dude. That's my partner. Dark man. Yeah, I heard it was like super freezing out there and shit. Oh, like uh, not bad. It was like forty degrees below zero every day. Oh, not bad. Yeah, that wasn't bad. Yeah. <laughs> that's one of my. That's another movie that changed the course of my career. Changed the trajectory from being one guy to maybe now being taken a little bit more yeah. seriously and having some being able to stand up against a, an actor like Liam Neeson. Yeah, uh, and holding your own, which was you know a good. It was and that director and writer Joe Carnahan eventually becomes my partner okay in the company we have now war party which we're, we're about to go to atlanta he's there already uh to make a movie with myself and gerard butler yes yeah, uh that. and that's going to be our fifth film fifth film in wow. three years yeah and uh including fight world too so that's that, a cop shop right cop shop yeah yeah it's fucking cool yeah it's cool it's you look any you can do it you know, him and I have worked so hard together and he's gone on to become Chris. I'm pointing at my, my friend and manager, Chris Uvain. He's gone on to become a force 
uh, in the business to yeah. represent people like Margot Robbie and, yeah. and uh, tragically, uh, we lost Chadwick Bosman and yes. but th they were brothers and, and Chris nurtured both of those careers. And, yeah. and it's great to see each other to come up together. Yeah. It's a bond that you can't even describe to people. Do you I mean, know what I mean? Uh, knowing you for how many years previous to working together, when I saw the gray, you were managed. I couldn't like ever bring it up, but I was like, number one, that performance is unbelievable, and number two, I was really upset that I didn't manage. I remember mm, feeling that right. Just when a, you know the, we see movies and roles of things that yeah. like taxi driver, like that character, and like I thought of him as Denzel and Glory or that's Contrary dope. That's my boy. And, yeah. Amazing man. And I wanted to represent you, and I can't yeah. say anything because you were managed. Yeah. <laughs> I was mismanaged. <laughs> but you both met out here. You guys are both New Yorkers. We're family. Yeah, We're yeah. family. His yeah. brother Kevin and I met twenty some odd years ago, and 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 became a brother, a mentor, That's a cool. father figure. Uh, you know, uh, uh, in every capacity, was is continues to be. Uh, you know, a, an incredible. Uh, influence and force in, in my life. Yeah. So, um, and all the Uvains have become my family. His father is, you know, that's, yeah. that's pops. So yeah, yeah, it's been a great journey. Yeah. And I just met Chris not too long ago, just through the punk rock world. That's another thing. Cause he grew up from my band and I, didn't, I kept hearing about this guy, Chris, he's an in industry and you, I see some things you post and I comment yeah. and know each other. Yeah. And then you came to my show and then we totally connected there I and like, and he grew up on my band in New York. It's such a small And he world. knows every human being on the yeah. planet. Yeah. 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 I went to China and I was sitting at a table and uh, I was eating by myself. And some guy said, are you Frank? I, I said, he goes, I'm friends with Chris Juvain. I'm, <laughs> I'm in Beijing. <laughs> He's a people person. He's a very outgoing human, man. But I'm so happy we connected and, yeah, awesome. and became friends. And thank you for making this happen too. Um, end of Watch was really interesting. I found out today that yeah, Natalie Martinez who was on Kingdom Now was in that movie with you. Yeah. It's crazy. Man. I love her. You yeah. know, in fact, she was a name that was mentioned for Cop Shop for, for the, oh, wow. for, but she's busy and, uh, but she's a great friend of mine and uh, I'm a big fan of hers. And she's, again, I always say it, one of the great faces in yeah. Hollywood. She's got a beautiful <laughs> face. Yeah. That movie had a very training day vibe to it. It was, you know, I think it was, uh, I think it was David's, uh, David Ayer's best film. I really it's do. Really I good, think yeah. he did such a phenomenal job. I think it was Jake Gyllenhaal's breakout movie. Mm. I, I do because Jake did a lot of work on that movie and yeah. people looked at him entirely different and Pena too, you know, Pena's always yeah. great. Uh, uh, but it, it was uh, another movie that we had a string. We went from warrior to the gray to end of yeah. watch. We had a philosophy of doing it brick by brick. Yeah. Brick, brick by, by brick. brick. And now we do building by building. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> it's true. I mean, you know, and but that was a time where we were doing like really cool pieces, even if it was a smaller role and yeah. building your reputation. And, you know, I, I was older. So listen, my life, it, it's not supposed to happen this way. You know, started later. Yeah, I started later. And the whole action thing started even later. I mean, yeah. it's, you know, it's it's like it's a me taking care of myself in a certain way and being a certain athlete and really has paid off. Mm -hmm. Uh 
in spades. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I, I like Liam Neeson, became an action star at 58 years old yeah. after Taken. So Even Josh came late with the Avengers shit, too. He did, man. I, and for my money, Josh Brolin, to me, uh, and we're friends, Josh. Yes. We became friends through other people, and now we, we talk to each other on, on Instagram. And yeah, I see great him, human, and dude. He, I, I think for my money... Uh, I don't know that he's underrated, but I think he's one of the best in the business. I really do, as far Thanks. as being a dude, yeah, and and being a poet and and an artist. He needs and, a book, yeah, yeah, and he's compassionate and empathic, and I love watching him on screen. I can't wait to see him in Dune. Yeah, I'm still. Uh, I'm a huge Josh Brolin fan. Yeah, yeah, definitely a great all around fucking human. Yeah, man. incredible actor. You're right, yeah. and flawed. Yeah, I love it. He's a, he's a, he's a, like if you know if, if if we're going to war. Yeah, he's one of the guy. Imagine you know this guy <laughs> always. Chris Uvain, yes. And and I, you know guys like that. Mm -hmm. I say okay, you're part of the tribe. You know, John Joseph too. John Joseph. He's in the tribe too. Every for day, sure. every day, all day. Yeah. Uh, it's crazy that like even the inspirational wise, Josh Brolin from Goonies till now. That's a fucking long ass career, man. Come on, it's pretty incredible, man. Yeah. I told my kid we want because during COVID I'm I'm uh, in the middle of a divorce so I have my kids like three nights a week and I do movies every night and we did Goonies the other night so they're Marvel freaks okay right and uh, and so we're watching the movie I go to my son Rio do you, do you know who that is and he goes who I go that's Thanos <laughs> he goes no it's not I go yes it is it's baby Thanos and then he made me go fast forward to the credits because he didn't mm. he didn't believe me and he was shocked and then just posted something about the goonies oh shit and i went dude we just watched the movie and my kid <laughs> doesn't believe that that's you and he said for his birthday i'll i'll we'll do something i'll yeah that's fucking awesome <laughs> yeah it's just inspirational in that whole career for yeah, sure yeah he's got an he's an amazing he really is an amazing talent yeah. yeah. So then the next thing was uh, your first leading role, which would be Purge, correct? Yeah. That shit was fucking, we watched every single one of those, me and my son, they're fucking, you killed it in there, dude. Well, you know, it's again, it's, we talked about when I, when I got that role and that was really the first time that we sat down and said, we could elevate this. Right. And it's like, it's where it's when you say B movies, but in the best sense of B movies. Right. Gotcha. And I, I, I listen, if people say you're a B movie actor, I'm like, thanks. Like, because my favorite movies growing up were B movies. Uh -huh. My favorite movie stars were B movie stars. And I don't mean that as in A is better than B. Totally. It's not. It's a different. It's almost it's a, an aesthetic, a hard work. It, it is. It's an aesthetic. That's yeah. a, you know what I mean? Like yeah. Kurt Russell and all those movies. Those Dope. were B movies. You know, Escape from from New York and, so and uh, all those Charlie Bronson movies. Those hard, are B man. great elevate. All those Death Clint Wish, Eastwood movies. Yeah. Those are those were all B movies. That's so weird. It was. That's crazy. In, in the in the best sense of yeah. the words. So we we got to do something, make the movie that we wanted that I was excited about. And James DeMonaco let me yeah. kind of be involved in creating a I character. Remember back then, they, their model at Blumhouse was to find a movie star, create a genre piece for that person. Remember, you remember? And we went out and like, they came, they came to us, they offered it to us. And we were like, how do we make it Frank's? Right. Like, Thing. Right, yeah. right. Make this guy the centerpiece. Million and one actors right, do it. absolutely. I mean, special. Right. James obviously was great. We didn't know his work as that well. Back no, then. he was yeah. great. You know, I think you had known him, maybe. No? A little yeah. bit. A little bit. Uh, but yeah. it turned out to be like, yeah. one of 
It was amazing. And it was, yeah. the, it was the first time I had involvement in like what I looked like. And I said, I want to look like this is the aesthetic. Yeah. Cut some of a lot of the line. It was less talking. And it was and and it really, I thought that anarchy, purge anarchy, I think is a cool fucking movie. It is. It's man. cool. It's badass. And I got to be that's that's when I became this at my age, people were like, Oh, you can you How old are you then? Uh, well, I'm 36 now. <laughs> no, I, I must have been. How long ago was that, Chris? That's got to be uh, seven, eight years ago. Yeah, I was in my 40s. I mean, I was in my, my you Fucking know, awesome, mid to late man. 40s. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of like when a band's like doing a career for a long time and they don't really get any hits or anything. But then later on, like. Right. Like, like the Mighty Boss Tones. They had a long career. Then they had a huge hit later on, like over 10 years into their career. Right. And, and people who hear that one song think they're just discovering this new band. And they've it's been around like, for years Do you grinding. know how many times people say this to me? They're like, hey, man, I just saw Kingdom. And, I, you know, it's the first time I really saw you. I'm like, isn't that amazing? To me, that's it. People go, oh, that's, they don't know. I'm like, this is the most exciting thing in the world because I can, there's constantly room for me. Yeah. To get discovered by people who don't know who the hell I am. To being a good actor that you kind of melt into things that they've seen probably. And they don't, they don't, yeah, yeah people yeah. don't, yeah. So yeah. it's, 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 I love it, man. I, I, I wouldn't trade it for anything. And it's cool. Look, you know, the mastermind behind the kingdom of it all yeah. is, is our friend and, and agent, Charlie Jennings, who from James Gunn's tweet about a show people should be watching. James mm -hmm. Gunn, the director. Yeah, Charlie Jennings had this idea to go to DirecTV and okay. to Netflix and see if they could make a deal. Wow. Because of the pandemic. Yeah, because of the pandemic, because Netflix was running out of content mm -hmm. and nobody saw this really good show. Such and a within a short amount of time, we were on the air. We were on their radar and ready to- Yeah, it was on demand first, right? Nobody watched it because nobody would really, who knew about it to go to demand even to watch it. Nef, this is the amazing thing about Netflix. Yeah. You get a show on Netflix. It's, you know. Yeah. You have a couple of things on Netflix right now. Yeah. You, we you have, like, well, yeah, we have, we made two movies for Netflix mm -hmm. with our company, War Party, Wheelman, which Wheelman. is a terrific little movie. Super, super awesome. And uh, Point Blank with Mackie and Marsha Gay. And then we have Fight World. That's right. Fight also. World, yeah. And now, and now Kingdom. So it's fucking crazy. I like man. to say that I'm a staple at Netflix. You are, man. If you Google your name for Netflix, it's like so many, so it's many a staple. Okay, I want to get to that, but I want to go back now to also Captain America and shit, Winter Soldier. Yeah. Fuck, man. What an amazing movie to be in and a massive fucking. Yeah. And I didn't, you know, I didn't realize how big. I don't think any, because that was before Marvel was Marvel. We also didn't know what it was. Right, we didn't yeah. know what it was. And uh, what a journey, what an amazing, what to watch the Russo brothers who were scared shitless. They, yeah. would, they wouldn't show it, but you know, they were, they were taking on a big thing. They didn't ever do anything like that. Who, the, who knew who the Russo brothers were? Like mm -hmm. kudos to Kevin Feige, the genius, yeah. uh, for, for recognizing that these guys had something, a voice in that world. Yeah. And I think for my money, and I'm not saying it because I'm in the movie, I think uh, Winter Soldier is one of the best real films in the Marvel world. Yeah. It's I, incredible, I, man. It's emotional. It's yep. So yeah. It really is. And it's written so well. Yeah. And it was, it again, changed my career at a later Dude. age. And uh, 
It was great. Yeah, yeah. Brolin too. Yeah, was just, I would say the same thing. He loved it, right, Max? Yeah, it was great. We good, saw a really couple times, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, to me, Brolin was always a star. Yeah, I'll be only because as an actor, I really admired him always. Yeah. So it was inter interesting to hear you say that people discovered him again from yeah. the Marvel movies. I mean, that's look, that's how my kids know. Yeah, right. Yeah, and I, people, people listening now, Josh Brolin's an old school punk rocker from a band called RKL, Rich Kids on LSD. He's an old like. Dogtown skateboarding punk rocker. Yeah, he's a motocrosser. Like Everything, we, we talk man. about dirt bikes all because I ride I ride bikes and yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, he's a dude, man. He, yeah. He's a dude. He's a dude. I know we're, we're done we're done jocking you, Josh. Yeah, yeah, we got okay, we jock so Josh. <laughs> I don't know how it happened, but and it, then, it was um, a love fest for Josh Brolin. And then you went back and did election year after that and came back. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking I, awesome. Yeah, it was man. also cool. Yeah. I, I didn't, it wasn't as cool. I don't think they they uh I think it could, we should have stuck closer to what I was in the first one, but it worked. The movie made a lot of money and it bought my house in the Pacific Palisades. Yeah, it's fucking off. Which is no longer, <laughs> which is no longer my house. <laughs> um, but that's still fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. So, and then so it was Civil War too, right? Yeah. Fuck. And then man. I was in the Avengers for a second. Like they, they put yeah. everybody in the movie for a second in Flash. But still. And, yeah. Anytime there. And they had to talk me into like I was like I'm not going to do the event. Come on, mm -hmm. man! It's like I got, and, and that's one of the biggest disagreements we ever had. Right? And he's like, "You're doing this." I'm like, "I'm not doing it." He goes, "You're doing it." And him and I were going back and forth. And then Joe Russo called me. I'm like, "Joe, I'm not coming." He goes, "Just do me a favor." I go, "I'm fucking busy. I'm not coming. Let me alone." I'm like, "I'm not in the movie for three seconds. Why do you need to see me?" He goes, "You'll see." I'm like, "All right." And then I'm like, "I'm not going. I'm not going." And he's like, "Fucking angry. He was going to drop me and take the he was going to drop me and take the tattoos off his body." <laughs> So, so how about this? So I'm sitting there and my re my son, Remy, my 22 year old, I'm, I'm sitting there, I'm sitting there and he's, he's, my son is very quiet, but he's our boy. Like he boxes with us and he's yeah. our boy. Right. And he looks at me, he goes, daddy. I go, yeah. He goes, you should do it. I go, what? He goes, go do it. I go, really? He said, you need to do this. <laughs> I go, it's a tiny. He goes, there is no tiny. Facts. It's the Avengers. And I went and did it. Yeah. It's fucking awesome. I know. I know. It's so good. I know. It's Even so three seconds in Avengers is fucking. But dude, it's, and it was the biggest movie ever. I know, man. Wow. Imagine I'm you in a couple it. of those movies. And Imagine. In two years, I told everyone Frank was the lead. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You didn't do that though. Holy shit. No, I mean, it's, and you know, and then my little guy gets to see it. And then yeah, we go man, to the premiere. The opposite of the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Avengers. And who, who the fuck do I think I am to but say? But still though, Come on. so proud of you. That's so yeah, good. Yeah. Another movie that was great, Sweetest Thing, man. Let's not sleep on that. Let's, let's sleep I on that. I fuck with that, though. No, come I on. I'm not in the movie. Come on. I'm I in the shower for two seconds. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> it was still a good, well, that's a pretty crazy cast, though, too, back then. Yeah, that was the first fuck. That was the first time I ever was in a movie, I think. And, we, yeah. and we, were you in Prison Break, Prison Break with Mike Rath during that time? No, I was on the first season. Okay, yeah. What I like to call the best season. Okay. Yeah. Respect. Yeah. Um, so like Battery Park, For the People, Prison Break. Yeah, those are all like, you know, struggling. Struggling Blind actor. Justice. Yeah, Blind Justice, Botchko. It was a fucking TV show about a blind cop with a gun. I don't know. Point Blank. Point Blank. Point Blank. All that shit. Uh, CSI, Law and Order, The Gates. Yeah, I did the actors. I'm telling you, I, I earned my keep, grinded, man. Bro. I grinded. Billions. Billions. 
<laughs> another show. Fuck, man. There's so many. That's another thing that I guess. What else about that fucking show? Yeah. yeah. People go to me, man, you were really great on Billions. I'm like, really? I'm going to peep that next. That's the next one. By the way, that's a, those those boys, they, they got it down to a science. Mm-hmm. Uh, all great actors and actresses on the show. Yeah. The producers are, are awesome. And they are linked into the Zeitgeist. Like, people love that show. Yeah. Yep. I'm, I'm, so, that's on my list for after. I don't know. Sure. That's how little I know. I know nothing about anything anymore. Like, yeah. I'm like, wait, wait, billions? What's that? It's good. Uh, like, old women who would never be part of what I do yeah. in my career, they come up to me and go, oh my God, you're the artist. I'm like, <laughs> what do you mean? They go, in billions. They go, oh my, another person watching. It's crazy. Is it hard to keep up with some of your character names that people recognize you from different, like, oh, that movie, oh shit. You know, most, it's 90% of it is dudes like us. Yeah. Go, Man, I love you. I love, you know, I love you, Shannon. And, and to me, like kids fr- from his age to yeah. guys our age, that's what makes me excited is getting our dudes excited like yeah, you know yeah, yeah. but now even with kingdom a lot of young women and 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 middle-aged women yeah like dig the show I and, and yeah yeah and so it opened it, again brick by brick it's opened up and I, I i i this is a testament to my guys yeah it, it, uh, and ladies um it opens up people's world to who the who, how many yeah. actors are there in the world I yeah. mean, there's so many people so many stations so many networks yeah. so many movies it's like who am i you know yeah. what i mean it's and so if, if i didn't listen to them you mm-hmm. know I'd, I'd i'd be in my house doing plays in my basement yeah but i mean people have been seeing your face popping up in different movies for all these years and then different movies and avengers and all of a sudden the kingdom's like fucking cr- night is out it's not yeah, like a it's new weird person, that it's yeah. kingdom uh, but you know it's great now it's like mostly it's people go hey frank hey frank yeah. hey frank hey frank and i'm like yeah. wow at, at my age to become <laughs> almost famous <laughs> is so is a weird thing because yeah. i've worked a long time and a lot of people go hey dude Love you, uh, stuff. Uh, what's your name? Like mm. they used to be that, and now little by little, it's yeah, it's just it's a trip. Yeah, and um, then uh, Wolf Warrior was like the highest grossing non Hollywood movie or something. So uh, it was a Chinese movie. Yeah, it was the f- Big Daddy. It was the no, it wasn't the first seven. It was they. It was a big movie for me financially. Yeah, be, the Russo brothers produced it. They. Uh, offered a ton of money for us, and and and, and everybody said no one's going to ever see it. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. So I went to China for three months, and I wow. shot a movie, and I was the guy. I was the bad American in yeah. Wolf Warrior, uh, and they were China was saving Africa and all of its resources from the bad Americans. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> interesting story. Yeah, not true, but interesting. Very interesting. Anyway. Wolf Warrior 1 made $180 million. Wolf Warrior 2 made just south of a billion dollars in China, becoming the largest grossing movie, obviously, in China, which will never be beat. And the second highest grossing domestic film behind Star Wars in the world. So I'm in Avengers, which is the highest grossing foreign movie in China. <laughs> and I'm in Wolf Warrior 2, the highest grossing. There you have it. It's pretty fucking amazing. You know where I'm famous? <laughs> in China. I'm big in China. Um, <laughs> crazy and random. Crazy. Jesus crazy Christ. and random. We, um, yeah. So there's so much. Here. I just watched Wheelman, which is so fucking good. It's got a drive vibe to it. Very intense. Very anxiety ridden. Um, Really great movie, man. Thank super, you. Yeah, that, fun, that was man. our first movie is War Party. Yeah. Uh, 
And we made it for five million bucks for Netflix. Sick. And uh, it could have been an epic failure or what it was, which was, I think we made a cool 88 minute yeah. uh, high intensity. That was, that was um, the first thing that we thought to ourselves, let's develop something let's, for you. That's right. People don't want to do it. Right. Let's mm. find something. And I said, Frank, you, have, you now have homework for the first time in your career. Right. Go find a script you love. And let's go try to put it together. That's right. That's and and, and we did. And we sat at CAA. Yeah. And they were just going to the Cannes Film Festival to sell the movie. Yeah. And they started to. And Netflix came in and bought it. And we were like, wait a minute. Is that good? This was, again. Yeah. Wasn't this before Netflix was right. really. And, and they were having problems with, yeah. with theaters and stuff. Yeah. Netflix wasn't what they were now. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And we were like. And they went, well, they want to pay. And they want you to make the movie. And we were like. Well, it's guaranteed eyes on the movie. And we went and did it and it started our relationship with Netflix and it launched my company, War Party. It's fucking awesome. With my partner, Joe Carnahan. And, and we, it's been, we've been off to the races. It's amazing. Try to plan your life and see what happens. <laughs> Try to plan yeah. your life. Yep. It's cool, my man. I heard Slane's voice on there. Like, oh shit, Slane's in here. He's a badass, man. Great actor. We just did a movie together. I know, he said yeah, that. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome, man. Yeah, he's good. He's good people, man. Yeah, he's Boston good kid. Man. More of a the tribe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Part, yeah, part of the tribe. Um, and then Fight World, which I watched a couple episodes of that. It's really Yeah, awesome. I mean, again, it, you know, uh, it was an idea I had while I was in China shooting that movie. Okay. I was watching Bourdain every night. I'm like, you know what would be interesting if I did the same kind of format, but instead of food culture, I just kind of engrossed myself into fight culture because I love fighting. Yeah. And we went in and pitched it to Netflix. <laughs> they bought it in the room. It's fucking amazing. And we were off to the races. And, yeah. uh, uh, you know, uh, I'm, I, I just worldwide love for that show. Yeah, and I'm it's proud of it. Yeah. I, I'm proud of it. I probably, uh, you know, would, would have loved to do another season or two. COVID now is, you know, it was, it was, it was, it cost a lot of money to make the show. Mm -hmm. But even in its iteration now, if it just lives there as a docu-series. Yeah, totally. Uh, just so proud of it. Yeah. So proud of everybody involved in it. And again, it was a war party thing and we we put it together, you know, uh, the guys put it together. Yeah. It's super cool, man. Yeah. I'm going I'm to dive into that after we finish this fucking kingdom shit. <laughs> the second time. Um, so kingdom, we'll shit this more. There's war party at the cop shop coming out. Um, and you told you some Tulsa, the urban cowboy vibe. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that was with Slane. That was the same. Movie that was that out. was cool. It's you know a little thriller. We, what else do we have? Chris Hitman's bodyguards coming out. Oh Hitman's got to be and the father. Too. Yeah, that just got announced. I just saw that by surprise. It just got announced. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was yeah. <laughs> we, we have a bunch of stuff. We have a bunch of stuff coming out. Yeah. Boss level, which is a movie with me, Mel Gibson, and Naomi Watts, uh, which we produced. A, bi a pretty big action movie, which could be a game changer. I mean, it's yeah, a, yeah. Um, well, yeah, we got a. Bunch of stuff in the in the uh, brick by brick, man. Yeah, and then yeah. no man land, no man's land. No, I, I, yeah, I don't even know what that. Yeah, I saw that too. <laughs> I saw that too. I've seen something. I don't even remember. There's so much shit. Yeah, so much stuff, man. Yeah, no shit. You could say shit. It's yeah, so much fucking shit. <laughs> no, it's really crazy. Yeah, um, you have a very um, Al Pacino vibe. Do I? You really come off like Al Pacino to me a lot on Kingdom, man. That's amazing. Listen, that is the highest compliment. And I actually am friends with him. Okay, well. Frank, you're, 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 let me tell you, Frank, <laughs> about Kingdom Frank. You were very good and believable in this show. 
Frank. <laughs> you, you have a lot of his mannerisms and lot, just, I don't know. I love like, him. I love him so much. And yeah. to get to be friends with him, I'm going to drop a name. So I became friends, me and Joe with Stallone, Sly. And Sick. we would go to his house and watch the fights or the Super Bowl. And it would be me and Sugar Ray Leonard and Al Pacino wow. and Arnold Schwarzenegger. And <laughs> yeah. And after like the third time, I'm like, this is still amazing. Surreal. <laughs> surreal that, yeah. yeah, surreal. Surreal. Yeah, very vibes. And then I would say Jonathan Tucker on the show has got a very Jeff Spicoli vibe. I, you know, and and uh, and I got to tell you, again, should be doing more movies. Like yeah. he's, uh, he's great, you know, out of his mind. Yeah. And he's a beautiful mess. I saw him in something else after that, right after that. Netflix is a total normal kind of dude. Yeah. I forgot what it he's was. He's incredibly, he's nothing like that character. Yeah. He's a very well-educated. Yeah. I mean, I think his father is one of the foremost experts on the painter Matisse. Wow. And so he grew up uh, very educated, mm. part of the intelligentsia. And during rehearsal, during uh, makeup, he would read the New York Times cover to cover. Wow. Yeah. I couldn't even read one article. Yeah, I have no, I have no attention span for that <laughs> shit. No, who cares? But my, my kingdom review is it, it's Sons of Anarchy meets Peaky Blinders. It, it, that's, that's a great, yeah. It, yeah, it's just, yeah. I mean, in the, the cast, like I have, I have my notes up for this. Every single person, even fucking Adrian is your mom from Rocky. How great. Which Talia, is the great crazy to have, to have her in there. That's, yeah. I was like, holy shit, that's her. Like The people on that show were very brave too. You know, um, and uh, I'm not speaking out of line. Uh, Kelly Sanchez was pregnant during the mm. second season, third season, and um, lost the baby in her ninth month. In real life. Holy So she God. went away for a little while and came back and she and Byron decided that they should write it into the show. So then my, the character- Are you hearing that? So that shit then, was real? So then the character loses our baby. And that oh, whole man. thing, she was, it was almost cathartic for her. The other That's thing- That's fucking heavy, man. The other thing, and again, I'm not speaking out of line because it's been told before, but Byron's, Byron's real mother, unfortunately, uh, took her own life. Wow. And so he decided to explore that with Talia Shire. Oh yeah. Trying to kill herself in the Holy very same, in the very same way. Yeah. Uh, so they were very dark. brave. It was a very brave show mm -hmm. artistically. Yeah. Uh, and very authentic for that reason. Yeah. And fucking, there's so many characters. And then Paul. Um, Hauser. Dude, incredible. By the way, the guy was flipping hamburgers. They hire him, Byron Belasco. So this kid, kid's amazing. He's an amazing, amazing actor. Man. He came on. Max and Keith he, on the show. He Keith. almost, oh, you know, oh, he, he oh, almost, oh. at some point, like when he would be in scenes with me, which he's not in a lot, I would be like, this motherfucker's going to upstage me. And I would have to tell, and I love him. Like, he's great. Yeah. And I would have to tell him, stay the lines, motherfucker. I see what you're doing. Like, because, because he could, he's so good. Dude. He could easily steal scenes. Easily, easily. And he's so fun to watch mm -hmm. uh, because he's so free in his demented state of mind that yeah. he normally is in. And uh, Keith is another guy who publicly kind of talks about his struggles with, you know, being sad a lot of the times. Yeah, and, he's and stuff. He pours it in to his work. I mean, then, he, then he's worked, then he's the lead character in Jewel working with oh, that's right. Clint Eastwood. And then he's with, uh, you know, Spike Spike Lee. And mm -hmm. so- He's incredible, man. He's incredible. He's a funny guy to yeah. and, and just, uh, fuck, there's so many, even Lena Esco, like uh, Ava's sister. Yep. Gosh, she's such a piece of shit though. I fucking hate her character she so is, much. Uh, she's great in it. And I, she did her job. She, she did, did her, her fucking job. job. Yeah, also, man. Also, maybe one of the prettiest faces. Yeah. Yeah. 
And then Dominic, the dude from fucking Oz. Yeah, bro. He was so. Oh, I hate I this character to, so much. I wanted to smash him in his. And, and we're friends. Him and I. Him and I are friends. Dude. And uh, I'm like, I wanted to. And the other guy that we're I'm friends with was. Uh, uh, Mark Consuelo. Yeah, from fucking days, whatever. Yeah. Soap proper is yeah, fucking yeah, yeah, wife. Yeah. 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 My wife's like, oh my God, my wife recognized it from that show. Yeah, they were he so was such a piece of shit. I was like, I wanted you to smash him so bad. And I did. Like, <laughs> you did. You fucked him up. The one um, thing you should talk about, though, and I'm not the interviewer, Toby, you are, but when we read that, Frank, it was called Navy Street. Yep. It was called what? Navy Street. Okay. And our client, you know, wrote it, and we thought it was interesting. And Frank, I love boxing, but Frank got me back into boxing at a later form of life, and I started training with his trainer and and he started saying i could really work with this world because it feels like it's an outsider's perspective and you needs to go inside out right mm. and so frank met with byron yeah and said i'm gonna bring in trainers that are real guys i sent him to new mexico yes. i sent i read the script it was completely different how that night right it would have oh, been completely gotcha. different because i read the script and byron didn't know anything about the world okay and i read the script and he was touching upon things but he didn't go in right yeah because he had no access and i had done warrior and i had trained with greg the great greg jackson who trained 27 champions you know okay. uh, i'm including john jones and you know george st pierre he's, he's greg he's greg jackson yeah, uh, yeah. jackson wink uh, mma down in, in new mexico i said why don't you do this i said it's a good script and i said you know it would be cool if i could hook you up with greg jackson and he knew who greg jackson was i said would you be willing to go to new mexico mm. this guy got on an airplane with the script i called greg greg was the was the um, fight coordinator on warrior okay went down the script came back and i was like oh boy now we got something great. Fucking awesome. And then Greg came on to be the 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 uh, the coordinator, the fight coordinator with Joe Daddy Stevenson. And we brought in, I kind of, we reached out to everyone we knew and started to bring in real fighters. If you watch you tell, the man. extras in the back, those guys are either pros or they're uh, amateurs that are working towards- Gabe Rosado. Yep. Okay. Yep. Gabe Rosado. I mean, uh, Joe Benavidez. Uh, I mean, there's the names go on. Frank you Trigg. You can see it. Frank man. Trigg. I mean, Big okay. Mike. I bummed out when you watch a show about a specific genre or topic and it doesn't hit the, the like, you see what the, the perspective is not the actual- Right. Mm -hmm. Right. This, the best feedback we ever got was like, dude, that's how it really that's how it is. Yeah. That's, that's how, how it is. Are. That's how fathers are. That's how yep. fathers are. Yeah. And that's, and that was kind of the theory was like, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm certainly not this guy, but I'm going to be this guy for a second. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to quote, uh, or paraphrase, uh, Hamlet from okay. Shakespeare when he's addressing the players and he's telling them how to act. And he, it's actually, if you're a young actor, read Hamlet's, how Hamlet addresses the players when before they're going to uh, put up the play. And he talks about what you should do. Don't saw the air. In any event, he says to them, don't mind the groundlings in the front row, right? They'll laugh at anything and they'll mm -hmm. cry at anything. The one judicious guy in the back, that's who you got to play to. The one guy who knows what you're really doing. Yeah. And I said this to Byron and I said that we got to make this show like the only audience are the fucking awesome. people who are in this world. So they know the struggles. They know about alcoholism. They yeah. know about the pains of cutting weight. If we yeah. apply ourselves and we just want to go at that, everything else will fall into place. Mm -hmm. And that's why 
It's so real. Miraculously, we're on Netflix and people love the show. Dude, it's, great. it's so real. The connection, the family, just everything. Even the cutting weight shit, it's so fucking gnarly. Yeah. Nothing about that. Yeah. And there's so much, here's another thing. There's so much drugs and alcohol. Do fighters, can fighters drink and smoke and do drugs that much and, yes. and still do a fight? Yes, And they stay can. in shape. They, they, they can. And some of them can be great world champions. Wow, man. I mean, some of our greatest fighters have been busted with drugs. I mean, mm-hmm. it's no secret. I mean, John Jones. <laughs> he is, maybe when you see him in person, one of the most incredible human beings you've ever seen okay. as far as an athlete. It is a, he's a freak of nature. And yet, you know, look, I was a big Lawrence Taylor fan when I was growing <laughs> up. That was my man. Okay. I went to Pace University when I was a kid to watch them practice, not knowing that he was doing blow in between you know, downs, mm-hmm. you, you know, athletes yeah. can do drugs and still know, be great. It's, 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 it's amazing. crazy. You see what I know. Yeah, with Jay's. Yeah. I know, man. Yeah. And even Wheeler, Ryan Wheeler's character, all this yeah. is just wilding out like fucking. Yeah. And what it does to your, you know, what you, look, a lot of people, you have to be a certain person to be a professional fighter. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, for sure. There's some, there's some broken glass in there a little bit. It's nice to be in the um, Oz to prisons. Sopranos to Mafia television. Right. Kingdom to mixed martial arts, yep. which is a huge phenomenon now. We might have been even a little early. Yep. You're you're exactly and right. I, you know, when we talk about legacy and actors and losing Chadwick and everything about a legacy, I think every day my lucky stars that this show got a platform to be a part of the legacy for you. Yeah. I, honestly, you I know people talk about your work and to me, there's nothing better on your resume. I, I, can't, I can't argue more. And, I mean, not a lot of people saw it. And it used to frustrate you to no end. And I didn't feel the frustration back then. And then you see what I was missing out on now. Because I was in the bubble. So I was hearing how good it was. I was watching it every week. Right. Now, I, now I'm getting a whole different fucking yeah. avalanche of people going. Cr- My family members like, dude, I never knew this show existed. Isn't that crazy? It's crazy. I know. And it's now crazy. it fits into the, 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 the legacy of, the, of, of a performer. Yeah. Whereas yeah. it could have just gone away there. Yeah. It could have gone away. And you know, my love and respect for fighters, any kind of fighter, I yeah. mean, I don't care what you do. If, if you step in a cage or in a ring or on a mat or in sand somewhere in Senegal, Africa, <laughs> I just have this immense amount of respect. Uh, and I'm humbled by anyone who chooses to do this for a living. I'm, yeah. I really do. I, and and so I, I don't judge if any of them have bad behavior. I don't judge any of them because unless you do what they do, you, yeah. you can't understand. I really, I'm fascinated by them. Yeah. I'm fascinated by them. It, may, it made me want to actually get in shape more. And actually, I never watched any UFC fights, maybe a couple, but that's the most fighting I've ever watched in my life, like th- three seasons of it. And like, yeah, it, was, it seems so real and just everything about it, man. It was four seasons. Four seasons. Yeah. So DirecTV made- Oh, because there's 20 episodes in, in the season. second Fuck season. Yeah, the second was... season. And that was a financial kind mm, of thing. That was weird. Why is it 20, man? It was, yeah. it was weird. Well, because they didn't have to pay us. More. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Hey, season one is 10 episodes. Season two <laughs> is going to be 20 episodes. Yeah. You mean it's season two and three? No, it's just season two. A and B. A and B. <laughs> Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's right <laughs> there was kind of where I kept telling my wife go, one more episode tonight one more we're staying up late binging I go this has to be only and it was like 17 8 I'm like fuck man it's like 
it's a lot, man. That yeah. season. It's not yeah. a problem. It's not, it's not a problem at all, but yeah. I'm going to finish him, and you keep stressing me out with the end. <laughs> and, the and then even that guy with the fuck's his name, Patrick, he was like in fucking Ray Donovan and Narcos and Sons of Anarchy. He was the priest. Oh, yeah. Great actor, man. Great. Great fucking shows. Not an easy role to pull off on no, that show. No, man. Yep. And just people, probably even Jamie Kennedy. And Max, one of our friend's wife, Josh James, his wife, Fernanda, she was in there. Her name was uh, Kill Simmons. She was, she, a friend of mine's wife was in that, in that show. Oh, really? For a second, yeah. She's oh, like, yeah, one yeah, of the episodes, yeah. Fernanda's in there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I didn't know a lot of, uh, yeah, my my wife. My, I know, I do. So my, I didn't know, I, I know it's tough, whatever subject, but I didn't know that was your wife. But then she was in that movie Wheelman too. Yeah, we put it just at the end. I know, her, but still, I just voice, didn't know that was your wife. her voice, yeah. I know it was your wife yeah. until later on. I'm like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a great actress. And, and fucking Nick Jonas, bro. Yeah, how about that? What the fuck? I, I couldn't name one Jonas Brothers song. I know who they are, but then seeing him right. acting was and just- And he did, a, you know, towards the end, he really, he really came together. Bro. Like he learned how to be an actor. And he hasn't seen the end, but- yeah. was this No, heavy, don't tell him. Don't dude, tell him. But the heavy Mac scene- Mac Brandt, also always great. And yeah. I have to tell you, for my money, Joanna Going, I mean, should have won three Emmys. She's uh, incredible. The mom, incredible. She's oh, yeah, The yeah. range of this woman is is phenomenal. And same with Keely yeah. Sanchez. She was- She came from Newport, she, Rhode Island, actually. That's, yes. where I, that's where I used to live. Yeah. yeah. That was awesome seeing that. Brian Callen, yeah. fucking, um, there's so many people in this. Yeah, it was fucking, good. It was good. Paul Ben Victor from True Romance, Paul my ben favorite Victor. movies of all time. Love that guy. Dude, he's so hard. Come he's, on, man. He's fucking a badass. Yeah, he's one of the guys, like, when that actor walks in, you're like, oh, that guy's here. You just know his face. His yeah. face is just, like, fucking, um, yeah, obviously, we saw Martinez and, and, the, and the Lisa Prince, whatever character, Kyle, um, wow. Laura. Really, and really so the many. shout out goes to Byron Belasco, the writer and showrunner and creator and the captain of that ship. And, yeah. and I got to tell you, I've been in Hollywood for a minute now and Chris, Chris and Chris's company represents Byron. Uh, I think he's maybe one of the most talented and by far the most underrated writers mm. in town. I, I really do. Yeah. Yeah, I can look him up and see all the stuff he's done for yeah. sure. And, and um and then what what's his face too on here? I just saw up on there. Um the hotel guy. That's fucking bubbles from the wire. Andre Roy, you're fucking that's my boy. That's, that's my bubbles boy. from the that's, wire, yeah, man. Yeah, that's Andre Roy. So also a great face. actor. And by yeah. the way, those were some of my favorite scenes. Dude. Those were some of my favorite scenes is is with Andre. Yeah, yeah liquid the liquid coating shit. Yeah, man. Purple drink. Purple drink. <laughs> that was so random. Like, what yeah. the fuck? You got I'll be drinking this fucking purple drink. Yeah, it was like it was like another show. Yeah. It's that was dark, man. It got real dark. I man. can't believe we're talking about Kingdom. Let me tell you, I, I love, I mean, can I tell you the funny story? So Kingdom does, goes three three seasons. It gets picked up, four. It gets picked up <laughs> at the rap party. The powers that be come and they say, we're going to, we're, we're negotiating now. You're picked up for the, the fourth season, right? Which would have been the fifth season. So I'm in the process. I had just bought a new house in Palisades. Congratulations. And uh, yeah, it was, this was three years ago. And so, you know, I, I, I'm going back to do Kingdom. And, you know, in the, between that, we had movies lined up. Life's good. Life's good, right? Yeah. Brand new house, the ocean, blah, blah, blah. Fuck. I'm driving. My, my wife at the time and my kids are in front of me. And I'm driving with, with uh, myself in the back. And the phone rings and it's Byron Belasco. And at the time, Byron was working with my partner and I. We were rewriting the movie The Raid. Oh, shit. So he, we, we brought him on to write. And he goes, uh, I go, I go, hey, he goes, hey, I go, problem? He goes, yeah. I go, what script? He goes, no, um, they're not picking up the show. 
I go, very funny. What's going on? He goes, Frank, they canceled us. I'm like, they made an announcement at the, at the rap party. They picked the show up. What do you mean they canceled us? And he goes, they canceled us. They couldn't make a deal with Endemol, the studio, and we're canceled. What? As he says that, I get to the driveway of my now brand new home <laughs> and brand new mortgage. Far. Right? And, you know, look, it's it was a part of the pie financially, but it, it was a, a nice part of the pie. And then the first two episodes of the new season, I was going to direct. So it was a big- also had gone through a very long negotiation. Negotiation. So it was looking good. It was looking good for us. Okay. Right? Okay. okay. I'm putting the key in the door and I'm like, you mother- Fucker, Damn. yeah, 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 yeah. So it kind of put a, a little sting. Uh, it never really worked out in that house for me. <laughs> oh, no more? I don't live oh, there anymore. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. okay, okay, I'm yeah. sorry. I mean, sorry. they do, but I don't. Okay, I got you. <laughs> but now the show, like a couple weeks ago when we were talking, we were going to have it originally, you said it was like in the top. Like it's one of the top watch shows. It comes up in my shit all the time. Like, yeah, it does it? It's, it's yeah, cool, man. yeah. Like yeah. even your name on there, you're like all over the place on there. It's you know what's funny? I have not gotten one and this is the only time this has ever happened i have not gotten one negative feedback at all dude not one there's not one say about it man there's nothing you can fucking I, it's just it's amazing it's and i gotta just say the name charlie jennings again charlie i gotta say jennings. charlie jennings okay. <laughs> the fucking guy <laughs> and i was talking to chris's brother kevin uvain who is one of the you know, owners of CAA, yeah. the biggest agency in the world. And uh, we were, we were talking and I said, I got to tell you, I said, you know, Kev, I said, uh, this is, this is Kevin Uvain. I mean, okay. he is at the top of the food chain. And I said, Kev, I mean, this is like, this is like arguably to me, the best piece of agenting I've ever seen happen. He goes, it's the best agent thing I've ever seen. Happen. I go, <laughs> are you kidding me? He goes, it's amazing. And we talk about it. Unheard of. It's unheard of. So again, it's a testament to, don't yawn when I'm talking, but at 17, you should know this. It's you a testament. A coffee, no, I'm joking. I'm joking. It's a, he's a kid. He's growing. It's a <laughs> testament to uh, any, anything is possible. You should know this. Any fucking thing is possible. And even later in life, though. That's fucking- Abs There are no- Again, Kevin Uvain. I'm going to quote Kevin Uvain. You look great for 36, by the way. Thank you very much. Uh, Kevin Uvain, when I was stressed out about my career and working as a guest star on CSI, and he's and I'd be like, it's done. I'm over. I got to- You know, I'm old. He goes, let me tell you something. Stupid. There are no rules. There are no rules. Yeah. So, so stop. It doesn't matter <laughs> where, when, how, why. There are no rules. Yeah. Be shocked at how much of a marshmallow Frank Farrell is. A marshmallow. <laughs> He's a big softy. <laughs> he, he, he comes from a background that was, you know, tough. Yeah. And he has, you know, macho natural charisma. But when things would be, you know, concerning, he would sit me down and say, dude, I, I'm soft. Like, I need to be told what's going to happen. Right. Well, right. we would always say, Frank, I, I can tell you what's going to happen. You're going to work. It's true. It's true. It's true. It's true. It's true. Kevin would say that to me. Yeah. It's not your last job. Yeah. And, well, and, and it's true. And you know what? And Frank doesn't get upset really anymore. Yeah. And I don't, we don't have those discussions. You've gotten into a, a, um, uh, a watershed moment in your career where you understand the rhythm now. Yeah. And when you're a working actor as a failed actor for six years, it's the most unsettling, unstable feeling, not knowing when the fuck the next thing is. Or if. Yeah, or if. Yeah. But when, you, when you've now gotten to where Frank is, it's like, there's going to be opportunities. Yes, some things are going to piss me off that, I don't, that, I, that don't come together. But I know 
the work speaks for itself now. And right. And that's a very rare fight. Yeah, and our relationship is so, it's so symbiotic. It's so beautiful. I love and it, man. That makes it, me happy. It is. It. It's like, we, and we don't even have to... T- I used to think we needed to talk all the time. Remember those days? And sometimes we don't, him and I don't talk for a week or two. And it's like, then when we know when we, when I need him or he needs to talk to me, it's like, all right, what's up? What are we doing? Mm -hmm. You know, and you know, or I need you to be on this call. Like I need, you know, Uh, other than that, it's like, it's like the palm tree, man. We just kind of go and flow. Yeah. <laughs> Two things. I know that you're soft because you like Coldplay and they made me so happy. You I, I love Coldplay. You fuck with Coldplay. Like, I fucking love Coldplay. Like how rock- do you not lo- I mean, how do you not appreciate Coldplay, man? You could be Chris like in Martin, New York, like Chris kind of Martin, rocky dude. But Chris fucking, Martin, come on. Dude. It makes him sad. It makes him it's sad. It's it, emotional. It, it's super emotional. It makes right? him sad. I like emotional, but it's like... We have memories no, together. I like to be Go sad. see Coldplay shows together. Oh, he's so he's so talented. He's so talented. When you when you come, I was like, yo, fucking Frank Grillo backs Coldplay all day, yeah, every hard. day, man. I don't go bad on Chris Martin. Did you ever feel like quitting acting? Uh, uh- a hundred thousand times, but Closest, there's yeah. something, I'm a blue collar guy who grew, you know, again, grew up a feral child. Um, I, I don't have a lot of talent. The one thing that I've instilled in my kids and the one thing that I live by is just don't quit. I love that shit. Don't man. fucking quit, man. Yeah. Just don't quit. Yeah. It doesn't mean you're going to be successful. Unless you're hungry and in Morocco. Unless you're hungry in Morocco and you need a banana. <laughs> it's a great story, Toby. Yes. It's about Morocco. Tell me, tell me about Rock. Will you, you tell me about Rock? I'm down. This was actually, I, it was my first movie. I was living in New York. It was actually my first lead movie. It was, uh, Luc Besson was the great French director. Luc Besson was producing it. And it was me and a great cast. Okay. And I was in Morocco. And uh, it was a little over my skis. I w- I never been the lead of a fucking movie. And it was a drama thriller and it was a lot of work. Okay. And I was in a foreign country and there's no, uh, people are wearing moo-moos. They're not, you know, it's not the United States or Europe. It's, yeah. You have to respect the culture. And, totally. You know, basically craft services was, you know, like a little cup of tea and, and uh, a fig. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I'm working. It's a it's 110 degrees. There's barely bottled water, and yeah. I'm I'm in every scene, and I'm I'm dying. Right. Yeah. I work hard. Right. I'm like I, I I need I need a banana. I need something. I need a banana, and I, I need yeah. some coffee. You got to get me some coffee and get me a banana. So <laughs> nobody gets me anything. Nobody cares. Oh, nobody, shit. Right. They look at me like I'm crazy. So I, I call I call Chris, and I go motherfucker. I need a fucking banana. I'm quitting this fucking. I'm going home. I'm going home. Chris, like, listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. I'm like, what? What? What the fuck are you gonna tell me? All right, where are you at the pool? What are you gonna tell me? He goes. He goes. Do not walk off the set. If you walk off the set, I can't help you. I go. What the fuck you want me to do? I need a fucking banana. Give me a fucking banana, <laughs> bro. Everybody heard me on the phone. Oh, shit. So the next day, they bring me 16 bushels <laughs> of fucking, like they just picked them off the trees. Holy shit. They picked, and, they, and they left, and, and I, got my, I got my bananas. From that day on, everyone on set called me Frankie Bananas. Oh, my God. That's fucking amazing. Yeah, but I didn't leave. And he said to me, do not. He was yelling at I me, repeat. do not walk off that set. <laughs> <laughs> I just want a fucking banana. 
It was, uh, yeah, so it was that was the closest you come to Quentin. You know, I'm, I'm, a, I was a temperament. I still am. I'm like a yeah. temperamental guy. You know, look, I've had to do some things that what we call in the business low hanging fruit. Gotcha. And so, but I consider when I go to work, I'm like, this might as well be an Oscar contender. Like I treat it like because I, I I'm afraid that. otherwise. If I don't work the same way, yeah, I'm afraid I'm I'm not going to be good, right? Because yeah. I don't know. Again, I'm not, you know, a fucking classically trained actor. I'm trained, but in my own way. I yeah. found things that made me understand the craft, right? Totally. So I panic. When I panic, I get mad, right? Yeah, yeah. So all, in those days when I'm doing certain things and people aren't, they don't give a fuck. Yeah. It would drive me crazy. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And people say, hey man, you know, George Clooney doesn't act like that. I'm like, He's George fucking Clooney. Exactly. He's the king of the world when he's on the set. <laughs> he does, he's got every fucking banana he wants. Exactly. You know, but so, but I've learned, look, my, I, I'm not, a lot of times I, I think back now and I'm not proud of that. Like I lost control. When you lose control, you lose power. Yeah. Right mm -hmm. nowadays, and being on the producerial side yes. and getting more understanding of the process of filmmaking and what it takes to not only put a movie together but hold a movie together, yeah. I'm I'm far more um, understanding, mm -hmm. and and I try to be more compassionate towards people who don't work as hard as I yeah. do, or I don't see them as working. Listen, it's not their they don't uh, it's not their problem if they don't work as hard as I do. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. The best trait about Frank is that. When you talk to actors, none of them work eight hours a day. Even when they're working, right? They may do a heavy day of shooting, 16 hours, but out of that, they're shooting three. Right, maybe. An hour. And I tell actors, like, if you're not working eight hours a day, you, you don't have a job. Frank gets a script. He reads it usually within 24 hours, which I don't have another client that does that. And even when he's busy, he'll read it. He'll stay up and lose sleep in order to read it. Has thoughts on it the next day. And then if he agrees to, to meet the director or engage, the notes, he has books of notes, mock-ups. Yeah. What is the character thinking? That's art to me. That's, art. that's totally. art. Yeah. That's painting. That's writing. That's, yeah. yeah. it's not his words on the screen. Sometimes something will change, but it's, it's the, it's the mentality of the character yeah. on the page so he can remind himself. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, thank, thank you. That's awesome. Yeah, and, and, and by the way, a lot of that comes from my blue collar. Yeah. One thing, my my my, my father, rest his soul, had a, had a bit of a troubled life, had a drinking problem and stuff. But the one thing my father did every day, I swear to God, bar none, the one thing, he got up every day, put his shoes on, and I don't know where the guy went, but oh, he worked. Sure. Like, okay. he was a laborer. He was, he delivered, like, the guy had jobs. He never had a career. He had a bunch of yeah. jobs. Never, I don't care if he was had pneumonia. This guy got up every day, put his shoes on, awesome. and went to work. Yeah. And I think, you know, people say, oh, did you ever get anything from your father? I'm like, uh, and I think about it. I'm like, you know what I got from my old man? I watched him get up every day and fucking go to work. And yeah. it, they weren't fun jobs. No. Do you know what I mean? They were yeah. jobs. Like he was a laborer on construction sites in his fifties, yeah, making 50 bucks a day in the winter in Brutal. New York City. Not, not easy to do. No, 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 no. So, so yeah, you know, put your shoes. There's the other, there's the other lesson. Put your shoes on and go to work. Yeah. <laughs> How similar is Alvi and you compared in real life? Uh, Similarities. Some... Some ways, very similar. The way I love my children. Yeah. I think yeah. Alvi. Dude. And uh, I just, you know, my children are my life. I love my kids yeah. so much. And I do, I would die for my kids. I think Alvi had the same 
thing. I mean, he struggled with it differently. And tough uh, love too. And yeah, yeah, and tough love. And, yeah. uh, you know, I think Alvy's love for, I think Alvy was a saw. I think Alvy loved people. I think, yeah. that, you know, and I think Alvy had a lot of problems with, uh, himself, believing in himself. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I've struggled with things like that as, yeah. as I've, you know, gone through life. Um, yeah. and, you know, but he's extreme, you know, Alvy's a, vi- he's hyper violent and, sure. and, uh, you know, I, I, I'm, a, I can be aggressive sometimes, but I'm yeah. not walking around fighting people. And yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, we talk about it, Chris and I, who we want to kill. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the reason why we we've loved each other from 20 years ago is because we hate all the same people. Gotcha. <laughs> Perfect. Well, uh, I would say it's the only character you've admitted to me affected your day-to-day life at times. It did. It's the great, good point. It got heavy. Uh, it, I, I couldn't let it go. And yeah. even my, my wife, uh, she would say to me, Hey man, leave this at home. Leave this at work. I'm like, leave what? And I got to tell you, I think part of it changed my DNA. I think there are parts of Alvi, mm-hmm. parts of the process of making kingdom of being the number one and being really wanting it to be something special. It changed me. Wow. It changed me. And I can hurt way. I, yeah, yeah. And some in a not so good way, some ways that have exposed things about me that I now am in therapy about. Ah, but oh yeah. But I've I've often heard actors say things like that. And I'd be like, come on, that's bullshit. That's actor shit nonsense. Mm. It's true. Because you you know where the where the head goes, the body follows. And yeah. so it's a that's a fighting, you know, analogy. Yeah. And I think it Alvi changed me in 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 a way. My so my voice my voice even changed mm-hmm. from the time I started Kingdom to the time I finished Kingdom. So it was kind of therapeutic. To it you. was it was therapeutic. And and it's it remains to be therapeutic. It was therapeutic for me too, in a sense too. I, I never had therapy before till I'm 50 years old. My dad died when I was young. My mom raised three boys on her own. And we never we never went to the funeral. We never had closure with my pops. It fucked up my other two brothers. And I feel like I, I could use some therapy too. I'm gonna to tell you, as a as a man in his mid-50s now, I started it at around 50 with therapy. Okay. And it's the best thing I've ever done in my life. Okay. Ever, ever, ever. In fact, you know, I'm going through a divorce and I have a uh, 13-year-old and a 16-year-old, two uh, boys, and I believe in it so much that I'm sending them, Okay. Uh, my, my ex-wife and I are sending them both to, uh, to go to therapists because if I had started then, I mean, you, you're a, you love therapy, right? right? Yeah. I mean, it's uh, I it. for guys like us, especially, it really, I do it, it really it lands, it works. It brings out I got your, dad issues for sure. Your empathy and compassion. Exactly right. And, and it taps into that access to that. I went through a fucking nervous breakdown two years ago and I, this guy would call me every day. Frank would call me every day. How are we feeling? How are we doing? No, no pressure. He's like, if you want to come out? And I, I was so scared to leave the house. And then you got me to go out to that party. Yeah. And I, or just a little simple party. I didn't even drink. I didn't even have a drink. And, and I just was like, oh. I'm okay. Just, yeah. Okay. I'm not scared. I'm not yeah. nervous. Mm. And that was a little tiny gesture. And the next day he was like, I'm coming over the house. Yeah. You know, and I don't even know how would you have done that pre-therapy. I don't, I, you know, I'm not. Yeah. Like you were very well, you wonder because you start to understand. And again, being a man, yeah, uh, you know, 
is a difficult thing being a father, being a yeah, being a, somebody who's got a lot of responsibility professionally, where you have other people's lives in your hands, yes. their careers. And what happens like with, with Chris, you don't, you're not necessarily just a manager anymore. Now you're like a life coach, you're a manager, you're a fucking therapist. Everything. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. You might be a bank, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, so, brother, so everything. You, everything. And that's, that weighs a lot on, you know, I, look, I, look, I'm a father of three, I'm getting divorced for the second time. I have a career, uh, I, you know, man, always trying to be better. I'm still, for, for me, I'm still a young actor trying to get better in my head. And I have a business now. And, and uh, you know, I, you know, and, and people want things from you emotionally. Yeah. And, and they don't necessarily care because look, you got your shit is under control and you're doing great. And so you should have answers and you should be able to endure all of my shit too. Yeah. I know. And it's, and this is where therapy comes in because you get to dump that and kind of figure out how to make boundaries and yeah. why you make decisions that you do or why you have behaviors that you have. And at our age, it's a, it's, it's a, I think it could be a lifesaver. I, I yeah. think so too. I've been talking about it for years. Nobody in my family's got it. My mom never got it. Like, but Max, you feel like I'm super emotional dad a little bit too much? No, there's, there's no too much. You don't express it. I mean, you express it, but only when you need to. It's not like, it's not a bad thing. Every yeah. man should be expressive and emotional. But I don't think that, I mean, you might need therapy, but it's only like dad movies and movies <laughs> with like father issues and it comes out and you always like, it's not bad. Like, I love you and you tell me you love me, but sometimes it's like, I love you so much. Like, I want to be here. I know you want to be here for me. I'm getting emotional now. Right. 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 I mean, but, but he's such, look, 17 years old, right? Look, look, yeah. look at how, look at how perceptive he is. But here's the deal. Know, it's not that you need therapy because something's wrong with you. You go to therapy to express and expose things that are so primal and bottled in mm -hmm. and things that are, are just ingrained in your brain to as a response based on things that might trigger you. Okay. And so you learn about these things and they never go away. Yeah. You make relationships with them yeah. so that when they arise, you're not repeating behaviors that aren't really beneficial. Got right? you. That's really and, that, great. and that's kind Amazing. of what, that's how I find it to be really. Yeah. Yeah. Articulate yeah. That was yeah. really I great, love, man. I love Frank says I'm not a smart guy. And then he talks <laughs> yeah, that. And then when I see him do math, I'm like, I got a fucking mind. <laughs> <laughs> you just broke that down like really smart. Like, yeah, like, I'm, sure, I'm, sure, I'm sure it digs up ghosts. I'm not a smart guy. I'm an old guy who I've been around a lot. <laughs> oh, wise. Yeah, you've yeah. used a lot of big words today that I noticed. <laughs> stuff from Hamlet and stuff like that, you remember it. You yeah, well, things you'll, no, you, you, you'll, you'll notice as you get older and you're reading things or you, I'd like to read a lot, but things, listen, uh, you know, it's your responsibility to remember the things that affect you in the moment uh -huh. because there's a reason they affect you and they're going to be able to be used or you'll be able to regurgitate them in another time yeah. to help a friend, yeah. right? Or to help a friend. And, yeah. and so it's the great thing about life is we all, listen, I, I said it in Warrior. It's a great, <laughs> it's a great line in Warrior, move or die, Yeah, move or die. So that's, that's the, you know, that's, I love that. that's the mission statement. You keep moving, keep learning, keep wanting to get better. Do you know, mm -hmm. like, and, and or you die and, and not give me up. Fork and not, don't give up.
Yeah. I'm telling you, You're don't. Super Listen, this guy's, super this, guy, this guy's a testament to not giving up too. Because yeah, you he's, are. Because he's gone through, he found himself after kind of looking at other, and he and he had a successful career as a publicist. Yeah. Then he had a successful career with GQ Magazine. That's right. But it, but it wasn't for him. Yeah. yeah. He found himself, and this beginning of this career was a bumpy one. Mm-hmm. Remember, it was I don't know because then he, he had his brothers who were titans in yeah. the business and their and their respective that pressure, right? And yeah. and and yeah, rose to the occasion. How many years you guys been working together for? Uh, ten. Ten yeah. years. Oh shit! Wow, man. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, that's incredible. And the truth was, uh, it was a complicated issue at first because Frank was at a different agency, right? And CAA signs him. He was managed. Right. And that <laughs> shut out. I'm not going to talk about that. Why? It was a great story. <laughs> no, no. No. But I I then was like, please ask me to the prom. Like, I want to do this with you. Right. But I need you to ask me because I look like a predator if I yeah. pounce on the guy. Yeah. And, and he, we were talking about it because I was helping you through the process at CA. And, and you were like, dude, we should just do this together. Yeah. And I was like, Frank, I'm, yes, I would love to do this. Come to the office tomorrow. Yeah, and I did. I came to the office the next day. I went to CAA one day and then to that, that office. Honestly, like, I would say that was the, the one thing that, at least in the beginning, the one thing I actually could say I did that with him. Right. Absolutely right. People I worked with already sort of had their big shows. Right. Yeah. I would get put on a team, but this was like ground up yeah. brick by brick. Yeah, it's, and it's it like, look, up. it's like your first awesome. hit of ecstasy. Uh, you never forget <laughs> it, right? And it's like, I'm his first hit of ecstasy. You yeah, know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And then he went on to represent super talented, super successful movie stars yeah. and, and rightfully so. And But you can never forget your first hit of ecstasy. No, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> are, you, are you guys both sober guys or no? No. Sober? Yeah. No. I don't, uh, you know, I, I go, it ebbs and flows with me. Like I'm going yeah. to do a movie now and, uh, uh, you know, I, there's no more booze. I drink rosé. That's my Sick. that's my thing. So I'm a, I'm rosé guy, and uh, that's my <laughs> vi- that's drink. my vice. I've never smoked. I don't do drugs so yeah. anymore. Um, but uh, I've never done cocaine. Uh, but my rosé is never going away. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Today, um, and I saw you guys had Vega on there, which is really cool. Vega was like a, some of the sponsors on uh, Kingdom. Oh, oh yeah, we've we've had a bunch of we've had a lot of. But it's like of, a vegan protein. I saw. Yeah, I was like, oh shit, Vega, like Vega. Yeah, that's yeah, uh, sure. that's uh, Brendan Brazier. Yeah, that's good uh, dude. He, he's a buddy. Yeah, yeah good dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's Stunned. fucking small yeah. world. I yeah. saw that. Yeah, you seem super positive. One of my questions is: you're optimist or pessimist? But you seem super. I, I am. I, for the most part, I am. I am super. I, I do get. I still de- do need to be cognizant of my temper. And okay. my ability to go south on somebody, if I feel they're trying to take the piss out of me or they're still the, the kid from the Bronx, the kid mm-hmm. growing up by himself was somebody's kicking dirt on you. And yeah, you yeah. Know, we still have a hit list. Yeah, we still have a hit list. Y- y- yeah, you know, somebody <laughs> makes me feel invisible for some reason. Yeah, mm. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's- uh, Check them. Yeah, you know, and, and it's like, and, and my wife used to say to me, you know, at what age are you going to stop saying you're going to punch people in the face? I'm like, <laughs> when I'm dead, that's when. Because that's, listen, if I have to get down to the lowest common denominator, which is I'm going to punch you in the face, mm-hmm. then I'm going to say that you know yeah. hopefully i don't have to do it but uh, <laughs> that's why that's why we train every day 
that's like the East Coast edge, though. Living that's out here, over, like being in New York or living out here, over people's yeah. edge is different. Yeah, man. a lot like, of people in LA have never been punched in the face. No, and a lot of people need to. Yeah, you know, I was in Oklahoma <laughs> doing a movie, and in Oklahoma, which is an all red state, they are allowed to carry weapons on their hips wow. without without licenses. But you know what's good about it? I, I, I was I was saying to one guy, I'm saying because he's got a gun on his hip, he had two guns. He was like fucking. Quick draw, my draw. Uh, I said, I said, is there a lot of like, shootings? He goes, no, there's no shootings. I go, and he goes, no, there's no road rage. Nobody screams at each other. You know why? You never know who's going to shoot you. Mm. So everybody's kind of cool. <laughs> I'm wow. like, well, I never thought of it that way. Even <laughs> Texas, there's not much happening there when it's yeah. open carry there as well. Yeah. When you'll hear about things. But see, my point is that, you know, people like, it's, it's specifically in LA, a lot of people have never been chin, chin checked, as I like to say. <laughs> and so they're mouthy. And I'm like, wow, you've never, a dude's never punched you in the face. Never, man. Because you just, you know, you just talk like you're an eight-year-old kid in a play. Well, in, in a play. Aggressive. Yeah. Passive aggressive shit out here yeah. for sure. Yeah. Don't forget, we're still men. So you're more of a realist than an optimist. I am, but I, you know, I, I like to be optimistic, yourself. but I also am a very melancholy guy. I like also, I like cloudy days, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so music wise, you like to cure? Love. Damn, I pinned this motherfucker. <laughs> cure, cold, please. You like that kind of. I love it. I mean, I think, uh, what's his face is a genius. Uh, what's his name? Chris Martin. Uh, no, Robert uh, Smith. Robert Smith. Amazing. Fucking genius. genius. Amazing. Yeah. And, yeah. But I also love, I also love, I love all, I mean, I mean, Led Zeppelin's my favorite. Gotcha. I listen to Led Zeppelin all fucking day. I listen to Bob Marley all day. I listen to Bach and Beethoven a lot. It's on when my kids are at the house. I, yeah. I let them listen to some classical music. Uh, I love, I love some country. I, I discovered this new kid, Colton, Colton Wall. Colton. Okay. Fucking amazing. Young kid. Sounds like Johnny Cash. What's his name? Yo, Johnny Cash is fucking. Dude, I'm telling you, this kid, this kid, and I think he's been around for a minute, but it's my discovery. He's 24 years old. His name is Col Coulter Wall. Okay. Coulter Wall. I gotta check him out. Wait. Just listen to his voice. He's 24. He looks young. Yeah, yeah. Johnny Cash is the best. Are you trouble playing this shit on here? No, no. You kidding me? He should want that. <laughs> here, here it comes. Ready? Listen to his voice. He does, man. So I want this in Cop Shop. Amazing. You just said it here on the podcast. He's going to be so hyped. He's going to be so hyped. Totally Johnny Cash. 24. How do you get a voice like that? Sounds like Johnny Cash. Holy shit. Dude, Colton Wall, man. Colton Wall. I'm, I'm shouting him out. You just found him? My buddy, Bo Knapp, who I just did a movie with, who just had an amazing uh, reviews out of Venice for his film. Congratulations, Bo Knapp. Um, turned me on to Colton Wall. That's amazing. Yeah, that's total Johnny Cash. Uh, Colton Wall. Colter, C-O-L-T-E-R. What about hip hop? Any hip hop you grew up on? All hip hop, man. I grew up from the Bronx, man. Where did hip hop come from? <laughs> that's awesome. Cool Herc. I mean, I grew up on all old. Yeah. Um, that's sick. Love hip hop. Love. I, I Listen, I can listen to anything. And what I about do. Punk I, rock? You dabble in that? CBGB's like uh, A little bit. And my partner and I just, uh, along with another production company, we just obtained the rights to 
the CBGB story through Hilly's family. Holy shit. So we, we just interviewed David Byrne and we wow. were on the phone with, uh, with uh, Debbie Harry. So we're going to do Holy it God. as a series told from the perspective of the stage manager who was a woman wow. from early CBGB days. And this so John funny. Joseph yep. is going to be one of the writers. Wow, we're putting man. a writer's room together now. Yeah. That's fucking so, huge. That's yeah. amazing, man. Yeah. That story needs to be told. I know. And from Hilly's family, that's fucking And Hilly didn't want Hilly, listen, that, that Hilly wasn't about punk rock in the beginning, mm -hmm. and, right? Yeah, that's fucking yeah. That's huge news. That'll be coming out next year, maybe. So I mean, we're it's in development now, so yeah. we'll, we'll see what happens. Do you yeah. have a top five like artists or inspirations? Uh artists is in music? Whatever, yeah, whatever, like inspirations in your life. That's could be musicians, could be actors. That's a great, that's a great Pacino's one, isn't he? Yeah, he is. I mean, Pacino acting wise, I mean yeah. Pacino Pacino was always, uh, you know, because unlike De Niro, he really did a lot of different things. Yeah. So did Dustin Hoffman. Follow Dustin Hoffman's early he career. He's great too, with man. Mike yeah. Nichols and yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm, I, I don't know that. I, I'm not really influenced by anybody to the point where I'm like obsessed. Mm. But I, I just kind of, I'm cur I'm a very curious dude. Yeah, which is good for our sons to to instill in our boys and girls is yeah. to be curious. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. To ask why. Yeah. Right. To check out new things. The big why right? question, and especially if you're creative, why, why, yeah. you know? So I love that. Yeah. I think we cover. Yeah. I think we cover a lot, man. We covered fucking. Yeah, nobody's ever going to want to hear me talk. This no, much. dude. You, dude, I really appreciate Chris. Thanks for making this happen. Frank. Oh, I'm so great. honored to have you in my fucking oh, kitchen. Man. I, yeah. I love all your work and we, we come from uh, similar groups of people yeah. and same friends. Yeah. And it's great. Bad. As, as we get older, I think men, tend to coagulate groups <laughs> of, of people that they now find to be like, even like, right. You and I will become like brothers. Yeah. And we, we meet in our fifties. Brolin too. Like there was a, yeah. there was a like I, I met him a couple of times, but there was something about the guy. It's a connection there, it's a man. connection. And then yeah. you, know, you don't have to go on vacation together no. to, be good, to be boys. You know, no. you know what I mean? So I love, I love adding on to the, the fucking tribe. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm th thanks for making it happen. And uh, thank you. Yeah, your fathers yeah, too. Fathers, yeah, man. And I'm so thanks for coming and being here. I'm so proud of all the shit you've accomplished. I you've, love it. Man. You've grinded your whole life. You have a longevity career, and you busted your ass. And it's inspiring because as a musician, as 50 years old, being in the band 25 years, you know, like keep pushing, never give up. Believe in what you believe in yourself. Believe yep. in what you're doing, and you're living proof of that, man. Believe in yourself. And you look man. so good for 36. You look Thank you, so man. 36 young. came soon, though. It came too soon. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for all being right, here. I, I really love appreciate you. it. All right, man. Hey guys, thanks for listening. Um, please rate, review, uh, subscribe. If you haven't subscribed yet to this podcast, please do that. And whatever platform you are listening to this on, I'm glad you found me. You can rate me and review me on there also. So thank you guys sincerely for the support. I cannot wait for you guys to the next one.